You're listening to audio from Gospel Light Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more of our resources or support our ministry, please visit gospellight.sg. All right, today is also anniversary service part two. Last Sunday, we spoke about the goodness of God as you look back, the faithfulness of God. And today, we will see the unfaithfulness of us, right? So last week was the, shall we say, the better part, and this week is maybe the harder part. Now, after I preached last week, the CG leader very kindly texted me, don't know to encourage me or discourage me. He said, Pastor, our CG thinks that you are very good at scolding people while making them laugh. <clears throat> so I said, uh, he said, I think our CG thinks you have a gift of scolding people and making them laugh. I said, well, at least I have one gift. <clears throat> now, today I hope I have a better gift. I hope I can scold you well. <laughs> well, and make you respond. All right? I think that's the goal of it, not making you laugh. I'm not an entertainer, but I hope I become a faithful preacher. Uh-huh. So I always say the difference between a teacher and a preacher is very clear. If you're a teacher, you stand at the door, and say, wow, I saw so many things I never saw in the Bible before. Right? But on Sunday, I don't want to hear that. If someone says that to me, I feel very down. <laughs> because the pulpit is not for teaching, the pulpit is more for preaching. There's teaching, but also for preaching. And I want people not to say, wow, I saw those truths. I want, to say, I want them to say, ow, pastor, why you school again? <laughs> and I say, that's the goal of good preaching, that you may see some truths and respond accordingly. All right? So I hope today I discharge my job faithfully. Now, so today, part two is about assessment, and we don't have time for advancement, but we'll talk about assessment. So let's just very quickly look back at the review of last week. Purpose, God has been very good to us. He kept us on track because we had the right name, all right? And as I said, that name came by chance. Now, you know, many people don't realize how important name is. Ministry of Education is supposed to be the best and brightest people. They name schools like Tangling Secondary School. Now it's Tangling Secondary School is in Alexandra. <laughs> and very soon it'll be Amokyo, you know? It's like, don't these people realize that you don't name a school after a place? Because it moves, right? Now, some 36 years ago, there was even someone a lot stupider than that, you know? And he named, actually 50 years ago, he named his medical group Shenton Medical Group. <laughs> and today I'm told, I don't have any linkage with it, I'm told there are well over 40 Shenton medical groups, and not a single one is in Shenton Way, all right? (laughs) Now, that idiot, all right, thankfully, so stupid, but by God's grace, he didn't make the mistake with gospel light. And God gave us a good name. Now, just having that name has kept us pretty much on track, right? Imagine we had called ourselves Orchard Road Christian Church, because we did start in Orchard Road. It's ridiculous. We're in Pongol now, right? You know, it'd be quite a joke, okay? But, you know, by having gospel light, it's constant. It's a core. It's a core of what we believe. It's everything we believe is in the gospel, all right? And so that has kept us on track, okay, to be gospel-centered, as Pastor Jason said in that uh, uh, anniversary clip. And then the second one is light. The gospel is our glory. The light is our responsibility, 
I mean, if it's something so wonderful, then you have to tell everyone about it. There's no other message in the world. There's no other hope for mankind from ever. There's no other hope. There's only one destiny of all men, and it's death. And the wages of death and the wages of sin is death. All right? And death doesn't just mean nothing. It means separation. Right? Separation of body and spirit. Separation of spirit and God. You know? It's scary. All right? So the gospel is the only hope for mankind. And we have the responsibility to make that shine. So thank God. Purpose was there. People. Thank God we were had servants from the beginning. I, mean, I had no idea when we started church that, oh, the word servant is found 900 times in the Bible. Leader only found three times in the King James Bible. I never knew that. All right? But why did the church have servants in the beginning? Because there were no leaders. The guy who started the church had no idea how to lead. His two elders were just as lost. So three lost people, what can they do? They can't lead, right? All right? So what do we do? We just serve, do here, do there. And everybody that came to church said, Pastor, I'm not ready to lead. I'm not ready to serve. He said, why are you not ready to serve? We are ready. Why are you not ready? Right? So everybody who came to church in the early days was given a ministry. Right? And I never knew at that time that you are not, the Bible, God doesn't qualify, uh, call the qualified. God qualifies the call, right? As you serve, you learn. As you learn, you get better, you know God better, and you know how to do things better. All right? And so we were just a church of servants because we were all bumbling along. We were all lost. And that, thankfully, was not like a church where the leader knew what to do, and everybody felt intimidated. I don't know how to serve. My pastor finished Bible school. Wow, he's so clever, you know? When they came to Gospel Light, the pastor was so lost. <clears throat> He blur, I blur, he can serve, I also can serve, right? So everybody was serving in church, and for 10 years, God just gave us a whole bunch of servants, and we are thankful for that. So it's a church that started with good servants by the grace of God. And then God gave us a program. Our program was basically word-based. Why? Because the pastor who started this church didn't know the Bible, never been to Bible school. And the way he was going to learn the Bible was he's going to study one lesson ahead and teach his people. <clears throat> and so, wow, looks like verse by verse. Huh? Wow, this pastor, very expositionary, right? Actually, he wasn't. He was just learning himself, right? So that has become a culture of our church that we are taking the Bible verse by verse because that's the way you learn the Bible, right? And so the pastor was learning, so he was teaching. So basically, we became a word-based church, all right? So all these things are God leading us to these things, not because we were smart in any way. And then, place, we thank God. In 36 years, we have only had 10 years with a place that we can call our own. Only 10 years. 26 years, we were migratory. In fact, the first 10 years, we were totally migratory. Now, that's wonderful. Because for us, church never meant a building. It never meant a place. We didn't have a place. So for us as a church, it was always people. Now that's very difficult nowadays for people to see a church as people. 99% of Christians see a church as a place. Right? Because they, the first thing they did when they go to church was they go to a place. This is my place. Right? But for us, this is your place this week. Next week, go to another hotel. 
So what is church? Church is people. So what happens was along the way, God just guided us that we got our peace correct by the grace of God, not by the design of man. And that's why we see the hand of God. And then provision. He always provided for us. Even in our beginning days when we had so little members, so few members, we would give large parts of our money, sometimes up to 90% for missions. I say, what? Doesn't make sense at all. You're a tiny little church, you give 90% for missions, doesn't make sense. But God never failed us. We were looking for that, when we needed a place and he gave us a place in Dunyan Road, we didn't have one cent in our budget for a building. But he got raised it up. When God gave this place, we didn't have $45 million. We didn't have $1 in a building. I think not even a few dollars in a building fund budget, if at all. But God raised it up. So provision has always been there from the beginning. So we see the five Ps. We can look back. It took me a long time to look back and see this. Sometimes you don't realize things when they're just near, you know. When you're in the thing, you don't realize these things until you reflect. It's just like children. We don't realize how much our parents did for us until years later. We begin to reflect and say, yeah, never thought about that. Huh? So honestly, some of these things, like these five Ps, has never been very clear to me. But when I was asked to preach this for this time, I said, I need to sit back and reflect and say, yeah, wow, the hand of God is quite clear. But honestly, when we get to eternity, you realize there's a million more things God did for us. Every little thing God has planned for us. And we know that all things, big or small, work together for good to them that love God. When you get there in eternity, you say, oh my, I didn't realize that. But after 36 years, I realized at least five Ps. That's not bad. <clears throat> so now we come to, that's the review part. Huh? Let's come to the assessment. <clears throat> I'll skip this for sake of time. Now that's our assessment. That's our report card after 36 years. Not so good, huh? <clears throat> Two subjects fail. <clears throat> One borderline. <clears throat> They are the two lucky, all right? In fact, all lucky, huh? earlier on, all right? But you see, so you get this for PSLE, die, all right? You die. Final score is 5.75. Honestly, that's 57 out of 100. Not so good, huh? all right? I don't know what's PSLE score, but I heard the lower the score, the better. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. All right, so let's look at our report card. Okay, this is our report card, not yours alone, mine too, all right? <clears throat> Purpose, thank God, we're still on track. Still a gospel-centered church after 36 years. Not bad, really not bad. Huh? It's easy to deviate, you know. I hope when people ask you, what kind of church is gospel-like? They say, oh, you must come to our church. Huh? Preacher, very good. Huh? Verse by verse. Huh? Wow, reform doctrines. Huh? Wow. Please don't say that, okay? I hope when people say, what kind of church you are? Answer? Gospel-centered, okay? Not Jason-centered, not exposition-centered, not whatever-centered, okay? Gospel-centered, all right? That's what it is. People ask you, what kind of church? One immediate answer, the gospel. 
Because from that gospel is the source of everything. Your joy is it? Oh, some people, you must come to my church. Wow, the fellowship very joyful. Ah. Wow, the music very joyful. No, 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 no. The joy, the real source of joy comes because we know the cross. We know what God did for us. We know how much God loves us. And from that, we get our joy. Everything else is secondary, right? Wow, the worship is very joyful. No, 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 no. The gospel. Some churches pressure you to give. Every week, come up here, give, 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 give. No need to pressure the gospel. God gave freely. We come up and say, give as God gave. Relax. The source of giving is not your pressure, not how much I can squeeze your, your, your wallet. It's the cross. What about service? Same. Wow, every time this program, that program, recruit here, recruit there, no need. The source of it all is Christ served us. Will you serve him? That's gospel-centered. May that always be gospel like God help us. Second word is light. <laughs> right? Responsibility. Great glory of the gospel, great responsibility of men. The more given, the more expected. I hope we'll all be lights. Right? In the different places that God has placed us in. Huh? Wherever you are, may your light shine. Okay. Now, so, purpose not bad. People, how come we drop from... So low to five. I thought last week I said, well, not bad. Uh, kitchen crew, so many. Well, Coffee Connect, so many. Sunday school, so many. A lot of good people. We thank God for all those people. But honestly, the number keeps dropping. The ratio keeps dropping of people serving and people sitting. Right? And if we're not careful, this will be a church of spectators. Spectators, not bad. Soon, Complainers, <clears throat> right? So, this number is dropping. Why? Why is this number dropping? That the servants, this church started out as servants. Everybody came, Christ served me, it's only right I serve. My parents served me, it's only right I serve my parents. It's just logical. <clears throat> Dogs know how to do that. <clears throat> how come we are not doing that? All right? Several reasons. One is this idea of servant, servant. Right? Let me give you an example. Huh? Some ministries, no problem getting people. A lot of ministries, like for example, I go to CG, I work at CG, I say, everyone of you can be a CG leader. Pastor, I don't mind serving, but I don't like titles. I say, okay, you want to be a CG leader? I call you CG bracket. S, ah. servant. Ah. You don't have a title, I'll give you the title. Ah. You see, it's not the title, it's the commitment. You see, so we use the word that I don't want to be a leader. Very, very common. I hear sometimes sick. You don't have a leader, I call you servant. Ah. You happy or not? What's the title? Chief servant. No good. Ah. Slave. <laughs> Dog. Worm. But serve. Still don't want to serve. What? It's not the title. It was a stupid excuse. <clears throat> and too often, that is the excuse. Because the moment the title comes, 
the responsibility and commitment comes. And no, people don't have no problem serving out of the convenience of their life. So we have gospel-like convenience church. I free, I serve. But if I'm a leader, committed. So I don't like leadership. You don't like commitment, lah. Don't bluff me. <coughs> They're stupid or what? <coughs> all right. So stop all that. Every time comes to CG, not enough leaders. <sighs> so many years, 36 years, can't get CG leader. What's wrong? Is this so complicated to be a CG leader? It's not. Church committee, oh, every year before election, can you serve? Can you serve? We have so many accountants here. Nobody wants to serve accountant. So many lawyers here don't want to serve. Oh, serve big, big one, a million dollar deal. No, come to church. Don't want. I'm willing to help. But I don't want the title. From now on, this church, you want to help? We give you no title, okay? Like no signboard seafood, okay? <laughs> don't bluff us, all right? I'm tired of bluffing. I'm tired of excuses, all right? It's commitment we want. Christ gave, we give. All right? So oftentimes the shortage is not that there's a shortage. There'll never be a shortage because this is a body of Christ. Everyone here is brought in by the Lord and that we have enough people here if people would do their part. It's like my body. Thankfully, I don't have any, a lot of missing parts. All right? Every part's there, you know? Okay? So... This is a body of Christ, okay? So that is, I think, the, the key thing that we need to realize. But sometimes it's not your fault. It's our fault. Now the pointing is to the leaders. See, many leaders like to lead. Many pastors like to lead. Our job as leaders is to train more leaders. It's called disciple-making, all right? It's called multiplication, Right? Okay, so if you're a CG leader, what's your job? Make disciples, make more CG leaders, that's it. So you see someone in there, you see as a potential, encourage him. From day one, you encourage. Day one, did you hear that? Day one. Because when people get used to coming to church and sit, that becomes the habit, that becomes the fallback position. They think coming to church is sitting. They think serving is kind of odd. It's kind of an extra step. No, it's not. We are saved to serve. And so as leaders, we fail. We fail. There's so many good people here. We don't see you all as potentials. Now, I can't see your heart. I can't see your capacity. But I know one thing. If you're truly born again, and many of you are, you have the Holy Spirit in your heart. I don't have to do an MRI to see what you want to do. If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has a desire to seek and save the lost, right? So I know what's inside your heart. I know the Holy Spirit's in your heart. I know what's in your heart. I know the motive, the driving force in your heart. I don't have to say, hey, do you like to serve? Deep in your heart, deep in your heart, you like to serve if you're born again. But you're scared. You're scared. You think I'm not qualified, I'm not ready. And it's the leader's job to say, we will train you. As you serve, you will be trained. 
God qualifies the called. Look at the apostles. Who's ready? Peter, John, Andrew, who? None. Call them up. Follow me. Train them. All right? So, people, too many spectators. Right? Every one of you can serve. Repeat, everyone who has tasted the love of Christ in his heart has tasted salvation personally. Deep in your heart, you want to do something. Okay? You just don't know what to do. You don't know how to do. And that's the job of the leadership. So we score five out of ten, partly because you guys are shirking and excusing, and partly because we are failing as leaders. Right? And we should immediately see, when the moment you come to church, oh, you've been a believer, wonderful. What's your gift? What's your burden? What do you like to do? Let me see how we can help. And find something to do, right? Okay, we'll come to that in the program part. Now, all right, our next one. Program, very funny score, right? 3.75, huh? okay. <clears throat> how come we got such a funny score? <clears throat> because program, like I said last week, is consists of four Ws, right? Right? The Word, which is our foundation. Thank God our that's pretty strong, 9 out of 10. We preach the Word. Now, when you preach the Word, what do you expect? More and more Word? No, you expect people who now see how wonderful God is, how amazing He is, what amazing things He did for us. What do you do? When you see something amazing, you praise. Whether you see a mountain, you see amazing food served to you, amazing something, oh, you Instagram left, right, and center. <clears throat> right? You have to, because it's natural. When something amazes you, you outflow with praises, right? So, honestly, if the word is doing its job, then we will be worshipping. But our worship got three out of ten. <laughs> How come? BC gets to stand here. PJ gets to stand here. Glenn Fong has to stand there. In one corner. What are we telling people? What are we telling people? Worship, ah? Secondary. Put in the corner. Word, everything. True or false? All right? So you see what happens. Is just we are signaling that we call this a worship service, you know. I think on our website this is called worship service, you know, not lecture service, you know. But bluff la, bluff. Name only. Worship, you stand there. If we are typical church, our pulpit will be that big, you know. Solid wood, you know. On the front of it, thy word is truth or whatever, you know. Glenn Fong stand there, you know. Okay? You see, that's reality. To us, worship, ah, yeah, nothing. The truth is, if we preach the word well, our worship will match the word. Believe it or not, true or false. Right? But we have relegated worship to something so minimal, so 
In fact, in the synagogues, uh, interestingly, uh, in the synagogues, oh, you know what's the word worship? What does it mean? Where does the word worship come from? Anyone know your English? Who is a literature expert? Worship comes from the word worth. Worth. Old English, worth-ship. Worth, worth it. Right? It comes from the word that we worship because he is worth our adoration. He's worth our attention. He's worth our praises. It comes from the word worth. And we preach and preach about the wonder of God, the wonder of the gospel and all that. And then worship is sidelined. Something wrong, right? So we push it down to something very, very low. In the synagogues, the word is always preached first. Worship follows the word. Make sense? After you hear the word, you want to praise God, naturally. You know, poor Glenn Fong huh, has to stir up. No. He has to be half preacher, half, you know, because half people are asleep. He tried to preach a little bit. Like, he's not the best preacher, but he tries his best, right? <laughs> what to do? You guys are sleeping, one, right? So he tried to, trying to, if he can jump, he'll jump, okay? You know, poor guy, he's trying to stir you guys up. Why? Because you came in, no word in you. Only didn't eat breakfast, I'm hungry, you know, all those things. So he's trying to get your attention, right? But after all the preaching of the word, aren't we ready to worship God? Well, three out of ten, quite low, right? From nine to three, you know. <coughs> Next one, worse, one out of ten. <coughs> Even my Chinese in school, never one out of ten. <laughs> all right? <coughs> in ACS, X means below 19. <coughs> I got X many times, but never ten. <coughs> 18, 19, God. All right? <clears throat> now, why wonder becomes so low? If God is so wonderful, don't you expect things from God? Don't you expect Him to do amazing things? You know the history of this? When Gospelite was in its early days, there were the excesses of the charismatic movement. Excesses. That was a time, if you go to Google, most of you would not remember this, it's 30 years ago. <clears throat> Holy laughter, holy barking, holy jumping, and holy rolling were common in the churches. You all laugh. Uh? Go to Google now. Check. You don't believe me? Check. 80s. <clears throat> all right? Every time the people met and the Holy Spirit worked, the pastor jumped. <laughs> I cannot go hip replacement. Right? <laughs> and then... Elders roll on the floor. Imagine Elder you and uh, Vic Lichtian rolling on the floor, right? Okay? And then some of you get so excited, you bark like dogs. And the, the, the more spiritual, roar like lion because the Holy Spirit made me roar like a lion. I'm not joking, it's all in Google. It was common at the time. It was sweeping the churches. And so we got very scared of the Holy Spirit, you know that? No? We scared, no. Imagine we ask God to do wonders, and then Pastor jump, you're rolling. Oh no. My whole church become like the zoo. So you know what you do? Keep quiet. Holy Spirit, stay out, okay? Alright. So our wonder part, thank you. Yeah, became one out of ten. We were scared. We were scared that God would do wonderful things, but we didn't know wonderful things is 
a revival among the young people. Seeing people get saved. Seeing people's lives changed dramatically. Not because our preaching is good, not because our programs. God is a wonderful God. He does it. You know, our church is so scary that even people with stage 4 cancer, huh, they tell me about it and I say, really? Can you come down on Sunday? The elders would like to pray for you. Huh? Pastor, you all pray for the sick. Huh? I've heard it a hundred times. You mean your church pray for the sick? Huh? I say, I don't pray for the sick, I pray for who? <laughs> of course, they need our prayers. It's in James. You know what? People think our church is terrified of the working of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we don't demand from God. We cannot demand God heals. That's wrong. God's not my office boy. But we can plead. We can beg. And we can see the mercy of God. Don't we want to see that in our church? Or just lecture, lecture, lecture. Every time, take note, take note, take note. Huh? All right? <clears throat> Are you scared of seeing the hand of God? Many are. All right? That would be so weird to be scared to see the hand of God. Right? But that's true in the church. One out of ten. All right? Works. If God has served us, won't we be serving? Instead, we attend the classroom after classroom after classroom. <clears throat> This Bible study, that Bible study, I lost track of how many Bible studies. Everybody's in the Bible study. Hey, LOLMD, can you come and serve? Hey, cannot lie. I got LOLMD. I cannot serve. We must focus our mind on our LOLMD lesson. Huh? I thought you're supposed to be life on life. Disciple making is about becoming more like Christ. Instead, we become like students, perpetual students. So, what do you have? Two out of ten. Wow, that's serious. So, my, the whole total, 3.8, was it? 3.75, right? Out of ten. That's terrible. All right. How come, with a solid foundation of the Word of God, the worship is so lame? We talk about how wonderful God is, how wonderful the gospel is, and we don't expect anything from the hand of God. And then our works to the neighborhood, unless there's a community event, unless travel organized mooncake festival or something, ah, then we've got works. Other than that, hey, I got Bible study, I got Bible study, I got this, I got that. Really? Really? What's wrong with us? Okay, so that is our program. <laughs> my speech, my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Mm? All right. So, we have a nice slogan, know. You know the gospel? You grow. Wow, very nice. You go. Hey, you know the gospel doesn't mean you know how to share the gospel. You know that. I know the gospel. But you ask me to go out and share. I'm nervous, you know. Just because I've seen you talk about the gospel, I've seen people drive. i see my father drive since I was born. You ask me to drive a car, I panic, you know. You have to help me, you know. You've got to equip me, you know. 
Just telling you how to drive a car doesn't make you a driver, no. You know about the gospel doesn't make you know how to evangelism, you know. The church has to equip you. It's not all the time lecture, lecture, lecture. Many of you here are perpetual students. Always educated. Education, education. Where's the application? Can you share the gospel? Scared. Have you done it? Never. <laughs> How many years in the church? 30 years. <laughs> common? Yes. Too common. All right? So we need to really get down to have a servant church, not a student church. <clears throat> we are here to serve, not to be scholars. All right? God wants us to be servants. Dirting our hands. We come to the next part. Lucky headache. All right, wait. This one is an institute I, I started to do a master of ministry for two years. Short advertisement here. All right. Now, I did this. I got a thousand students, mostly pastors from other countries. You know, many are hardworking, many are overstrained in time, and yet many, 50, almost 50% of them are not pastors. They are people just wanting to learn. In our own church, the Filipino ministry, thankfully, a lot of them have enrolled in this. In our own church here, very few. One, I did, one my fault, I didn't broadcast it because I don't want too many Singaporeans. But my point is this. <clears throat> you know, for many Singaporeans, too committed, two years. 14 hours of study a week. Breakout room, you have to talk. And then we get people who, education far lower, Wi-Fi 10 times worse, twice as busy as you guys, willing to do it. All right? And many here have the time, have the means. Pastor, I'm too old. I say, you know, Hebrew language, there's no word retirement, you know, not? Really, uh, Hebrew language got a lot of words, uh, but no retirement. Uh. Although you think you can retire. Who told you you can retire? Who told you? God never stops. Re if God retire for one second, we're all dead, you know that? God continues working, right? So, you know, we have reached a stage where we have one excuse after another. As long as it is dirtying your hands, a little bit of commitment, Panic. Bible study here, there, okay, all right? Now, coming to place, what well, is not another killer low score, right? We have two buildings. One in Dunning Road. Built about 26 years ago. Used for four years. A glorious four to five years. After that, we outgrew it. 26 years, huh? that, that place has been used seriously for four to five years. Oh, I got a heart attack. Then, you know, when they said Pongol, Pastor, we're going to build a land in Pongol, I say, you die. Huh? You don't even know how to use a small place. You want to build a land in Pongol. Huh? Suddenly, you're so good at using the place. Huh? No, Pastor, we will. We'll make this place. I say, you want to have a building committee? I'm not going to sit in. I already don't know how to answer God for Dunyan Road. <laughs> 
26 years, 4 years, 5 years use. Most of the time, hardly use, pretend to use. Bluff, bluff. Soothe your conscience. You want me to do $45 million, be part of a $45 million project, and I know it will be used one day in seven. Pastor, all churches are like that. I say, I don't care what all churches do. That's not my point. That's not an excuse. Just because everybody's promiscuous, I don't be. Everybody's immoral, I don't need to be immoral. Every church is wasting God's money, I don't need to waste. I was never in favor of this building. But pastor, we will use it. We will this, we will that. Honestly, today, let me ask you. $45 million, how well is this building used? Sunday? Largely. Saturday, a little bit. Thanks God for the youth and others. Friday? Thursday? Wednesday? How are you going to answer God? You work a company, you've got $45 million building used one day a week. But pastor, all other churches are like that. I said, that means nothing to me. So what do we do with this building? Sell it. Use it. Seven days a week. But pastor, you know, the young people, they come very messy, you know. Got tattoo, no? Who cares if you got tattoo? Hey, they'll mess up the sanctuary. I say, what's a sanctuary? This is a sanctuary, man. But this is a holy ground, you know. Really? <laughs> Looks like wood to me. What holy ground are you giving me? There is no holy ground. There's holy hearts, holy lives. Church is not a building. Our job in the, is a church is not to see how well we keep this building. Church is people. Church is people and people are messy. And unsafe people are messier. And new converts are messy. And young people are messy. And old people are slow. Ministry is people. Why can't we do this? Put 10 basketball hoops there. Messy, Pastor. Women, all these bored women, Zumba. Why wow, they dress like that, this, that, this, that. <clears throat> then you go Sunday school, all like that, like that, like that. Oh, people cannot do that. What's wrong with you? Hypocrites. All right? We are here to reach the lost. And the lost come with all kinds of problems in their life. But hopefully we'll help them sort their lives out and get their lives fixed and be a shining testimony because he was a mess before. And he's shining now. You want to score two out of ten forever? Scary. All right? Pongo, amazing place. Not only amazing building, amazing building and amazing place. My goodness, there's more and more people coming in. There's already 200,000 people here. 
What are we doing? Singapore is a wonderful place. There's a freedom to do what you want to do. Thank God for it. Grab it. Use it. All right? So my hope is we do better than two out of ten. And if there's a mess, it's okay. Last two weeks I heard, Pastor, some people come to church. Uh, they go to the food place, uh, get free food. No? They don't even come to the church, get free food. I say, ask him to bring with his friends. Uh. Huh? Then how? They eat free food? Uh? That's how you build bridges, right? If the man's not hungry, why he come? If he's a dignified guy who's full stomach, you think he'll come and try to take free food? Uh? Obviously, he probably has some need. It's not very nice to go and churi churi food, no. <clears throat> My goodness, what an opportunity to reach out. Instead of saying, Alamak, $2 gone. Can't balance my budget after this. <laughs> really? Your building, your budget is so big deal. And people are this lost soul, you know. This old man, you know. He's got another 10 up eight friends, you know. Who with a bit of rice, I mean, he may have salvation, you know. Does that bother you? No, you're bothered because he eats free food. It pains my heart to hear that, you know. I say, ask him to call his friends. Lah. Why not? Why not? I'd be happy to do that. Feed the hungry. If he's not that hungry, you think he comes? Ah? For what? Then he go out and sell the food. Ah. <laughs> he start a small store out there. Come on, lah, wake up. Lah. But he might, you know, pastor. Oh, you want to be so kiasu, don't do anything. Don't make mistakes. Go to Chua Chukang Cemetery like that. <laughs> no mistakes. <clears throat> All right? When you do work with people, they are messy, they cheat you, they fool you, that's okay. That's okay. If your motive is right. <clears throat> All right? Provision. God's never fail us. I can tell you, I talk to enough pastors, enough churches, and pastor talk. Actually, uh, we talk about ourselves. Uh, I'm not the pastor of the church. I don't make the decisions. These are pastors. Who make decisions? Allah, he who paid a piper called the tune, lah, you know. Lah. Pastor want to do this? No budget. Pastor do that? No budget. Who decides in the end? Who is the, who is the commanding officer in the end? Committee. Accountants. They tell you got money or no money. It's no more what's God's will. It's how much we got left. <clears throat> We never thought about that in Dunning Road. We never thought about that here. Did God provide? Of course. If it's God's will, God provides. But you know, the creep will come in. I guarantee you, the creep will come in. The way the world is run will be the way the church is run in due time. Sooner or later, all churches finally, as they get more organized, become institutionalized. That's a fact. Hopefully you can hold it as long as possible. 
And then finally it be gospel light, Christian cooperation. No, no laugh. It's, it's a fact. You and me, I can ask you to talk to those people who run the so-called big churches. They'll tell you. You think we run the church? We preach on Sunday. Decisions, they make. It's going to come. The Church of Jesus Christ in due time, 100 years, 30 years, 50 years, 1,000 years, will be institutionalized. You think all these churches that are institutionalized today started bad? No. They started well. But the people who can organize are the smart brainiacs. The people who not count money are the smart ones. Pastors like us, not very smart. And so, in the world we live in, pay respect to the smart people. It's going to come. Hopefully not on my watch. But it will come in due time. God help us. All right? So, what's our score? 5.75. Your children are PSLE like it, you die already. Your school report card, 57 marks or 100 die already. Right? But that's what we got. Of course, you can make your own assessment. That's my assessment, right? Every teacher has a right to make that. That's my assessment. Not very impressive. Could get worse. Or could get better. It's up to you. All right? So that's our assessment. That's our report card after 36 years. Right? <clears throat> Last part of our message is advancement. <clears throat> so what do you do? You got 57 marks out of 100. What do you do? Common sense, right? There's nothing. Start to dream better. I think I can do better than that. God's church deserves better than a scraping mark. I better get to work. Stop talking so much and, and blaming everybody. If others don't move, I'll move. You always like other people also like that. Stop all that. Stop blaming others. What you can do, do now. Right? Work. Pray. And then expect. If it's God's church, expect much. I end with this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Are you going to expect much with your CC? Are you going to watch the slide? Or watch the stagnation? Or expect great things that God will do for his church. It begins right now with right me and right you. It starts right now. What will you do today? How will you get to action today? It's not a theory. Right? What will you do? May God help us. Let's pray. Lord, we come with heads bowed. 57.5 out of 100 is my assessment of how this church that was so blessed by God 
to get the peace right. Five P's. In the beginning, obviously led by you to get most things right. Allowing things to slip, Lord. Lord, the devil's real, we know. And he's a great deceiver. He doesn't blatantly fool us. He deceives us. Gently, subtly, brilliantly. Help us to be wise as serpents. To know a devil is real. The battle is not in Gaza today. The battle is here in our hearts, right here in this church. Help us, Lord, to know the devil wants to destroy. And we are his target. So we ask you to help us as a church, as leaders, as members, to see the dangers and the opportunities. Help us to dream big, work hard, pray much, and expect exceeding abundantly from you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.